Cube Insights from the global leader in tech coverage. Welcome back to the nation's capital. I'm Stu Miniman and you're watching the Cube's coverage of AWS Public Sector Summit 2018. Joining me for the wrap up of day one, John Furrier, Dave Vellante. So John, Thanks for bringing us down. So you were here last year. Yeah. You know, we, we've interviewed Teresa Carlson a number of times at reInvent, but yeah. got to start with you since, of course, you were here last year watching this explode. I said, this reminds me of like reInvent three years ago, how big it is, 14,500 people. Wow. Yeah, so you're right on. This is definitely a reInvent kind of vibe in, 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 a, in a way to describe what happened with Amazon reInvent, their annual conference, which we were at the second year, 2013, and have been every year. Reinvent got bigger every year and just became more prominent and the solution scaled, the number of announcements, and as we know, Amazon today is packed, it's the bigger than ever. The public sector market, which is defined as government, education, um, and global public sector, countries like Bahrain and other countries, are is really the target. They have unique requirements. So what's happening is, is that that market is being disrupted. And there's been seminal moments in the public sector here in the United States that uh, is well known. The fail of the website that Obama, you know, the healthcare site was one. Um, the government initiatives that have been going on. The government is not modern, right? And, was, and, and people are frustrated. The IT workers are living in cages. You know, they're they're strapped in. It's like it's like not good. The tooling's old, old client server. And you have old vendors like Oracle and IBM and others that are trying to you know keep that business, and they're not modernizing. So this modernization wave has hit the, the public sector across the board. And what's happening is they could actually build newer systems faster and get lower costs, more efficiency done faster. And this is disrupting not only their business model, but how they buy technology, the role of the supplier in, in that piece of the equation, and also just overall faster uh, innovation. So this is driving it. The shocker of all of it is the security conversation has been up-leveled. And meaning... It's not a real issue. Certainly, the security is a real issue, but in terms of a barrier that stops everything, that's not the case anymore. The CIA is really the most uh, notable that came on and said, you know, the worst day in, in cloud security is better than anything we got working today. So that's a really interesting thing. And the Department of Defense Jedi Project is um, billions of dollars that would have gone to, say, an Oracle and IBM and all the incumbent uh, or, or Beltway bandits, as they've been called. That, those days are over. So that, to me, is a really exciting thing for the country. But Amazon is running the tables, too. So, again, this year, more of the same. Bigger. Um, big agencies. Small partners and big, all, you know, riding the wave of growth. And it's a new operating model. And, again, we'll predict it here in the Cube, as we always say. And then we'll be right again. This is going to be a special market for Amazon going forward. Yeah, I think the yeah. government... I think the government market is a, definitely a microcosm of the overall marketplace. As John said, it's very bureaucratic. They're slower to move. You get a, a regime change every four or eight years. There's a lot of turnover. It's really hard to get, okay, we're going to go strategy because the strategy is a start-stop. It's a near-to-midterm strategies are affected in, 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 in the government. Obviously, there's a greater focus on security. Cloud addresses a lot of those. We certainly heard that from the CIA. I don't think you could talk about cloud and, and federal without talking about that milestone CIA deal. That really was a watershed moment. It was a wake-up call to the old guard. IBM, as you might recall, tried to fight uh, the, the government and, and because they awarded Amazon. The CIA awarded the contract to Amazon. 
IBM lost that case. They were eviscerated by the judge. It forced IBM to go out and pay $2 billion for software. Uh, it was years later that Oracle really got in. So Amazon, to an earlier guest point, has a huge lead. Uh, the estimate was five to 10 years, I heard, um, over some of the legacy suppliers. Interesting. I'm not sure exactly where Microsoft fits in there, Stu. I'd love to, to get your thoughts. But the thing about cloud that we've, uh, John, you talk about being right. For years, we've talked about the economics of cloud, the scale of cloud, the marginal economics looking much more like software. And that's clearly been to Amazon's advantage. And they're mopping the floor with guys who can't keep pace. And so that's that's played out in a big way. And this seems to be a winner-take-all market or a, or, or a few companies take all market. Yeah, the, the thing that I actually wanted to comment on uh, that, that's really interesting to dig in here is if you talk about application modern, modernization, uh, yes, it is super challenging and it's not happening overnight, but have heard universities, nonprofits, uh, they're, they're moving, you know, it's not just mobi- mobility and moving to the web, uh, but talking about how they are decoupling and creating cloud-native microservices environment. So was talking to a large government healthcare organization that, you know, was super excited to show me how he was going to take his really old uh, application and start pulling together services at a time. And he's like, I've got 130 services and here's how uh, I'll stick a router in here and I'll start pulling them off to the cloud. Uh, Talked to a big university and and, and said, how are they going from my data center, which I'm out of power, I'm out of capacity, I'm going to use like the VMware thing, but over time, I'm moving to containers, I'm moving to serverless, that modernization. We know it's not moving all of it to the public cloud, but that migration is happening. It is challenging. And as I've said many times at many of these Amazon shows, Dave Dave and John, it's the companies that come here, they're the ones that are trying cool stuff. They're able to play in some of these environments and they make progress. So the thing that really excites me too is when you hear like government agencies that are like doing innovative, cool things, it's like, how do I leverage my data and, you know, give back to the communities I serve, help charities, help our communities, and do it in cost-effective and ways. Stu, i got to say, Dave, I just saw Teresa Carlson just came by the queue. We gave her a wave. Um, she's the um, CEO of Public Sector. That's I call her the CEO. Essentially, yeah. She's the chief. She's in charge. Andy Jazz is the CEO of AWS. But again, Public Sector is almost its own little, little pocket of AWS. Her leadership, I think, is a real driving force um, of why the successful so fast. Teresa Carlson is hard charging. She knows the government game. She's super nice, but she can 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 fight. And she motivates her team. But she listens to the customers and she takes advantage of that Amazon vibe, which is solve a problem, lower prices, makes things go faster. That's the that's the flywheel of the culture. And she brings it to a whole nother level. She's brought together a group of people that are are succeeding with her. She leans on her partners. So partners are making money. She's bringing in cloud-native kind of culture. I mean, CrowdStrike, you can't get any better than seeing guys like CloudStrike raise $200 million, Dave, today announced worth over $3 billion because they built their system to work for cloud scale. Cloud Checker, another company, purpose-built for the cloud, and it's extremely successful because they're not trying to retrofit an enterprise technology and make it cloudified. They're actually built it for the cloud. This, to me, is a signal of what has to happen on successful deployments of, from a customer standpoint. And I think that's what's attracting the customers, and they will change their operations because the benefits are multifold and they're pretty big. Financially, operationally, culturally, uh, it's disruptive. So I think that's a key point. Yeah, and I think... 
again, this is a microcosm of the larger AWS, which is a microcosm of the larger Amazon. But some of the things we heard today, some of the benchmarks and milestones from Teresa on the keynote, 60 consultancies that she put up on the slide, 200 ISVs and SaaS companies, 950 third-party software providers. This is all GovCloud. Um, and then Aurora now in GovCloud. Uh, which has been, you know, you see it lags, right? Database. <laughs> Amazon Inspector. You heard a lot about database. Amazon Inspector, which manages security configurations. We heard about the intent to go forward with the VMware partnership, you know, the VMware cloud in Gov in Gov Cloud. So it's a, you know, a little bit behind where you see the, the Amazon Web Services in, in commercial, uh, but taking basically the same strategy, as John said, the requirements are different. I also think, Stu and John, it's important to point out just the progress of AWS. We're talking about tracking to $22 billion this year. They're growing still at 15% at that massive you know, number. 26% operating income. Their operating income is growing at 54% a year. So if you just to compare Amazon Web Services to other so-called infrastructure providers, HPE's operating income is 8%. IBM's is 9%. VMware, which is a software company, is 19%. Amazon's at 26%. It's Cisco level of profitability. Only companies like Oracle and Microsoft are showing better operating income. This is that marginal economics that we've talked about for years. And Amazon is crushing it just in terms of the economic model. Yeah, and, I, they, and they bring it to the public sector. Can you imagine the disruption for that incumbent mindset of these government kind of agencies that have been, you know, the frog in boiling water for so many years around IT, you know, it's like, boom, what a wake-up call. I mean, this is just, I mean, if you know IT, you know what it's like. You know, older tools, huge budget cycles, massive amounts of technology trends in terms of time to value. I mean, Stu, you've seen this movie before. Yeah, absolutely, and it's interesting. Some of the things we heard is there's challenge in the government sometimes moving to the from capex to opex. The way that government is used to buying is they buy out of the you know the GSA catalog. They are making that move. We actually had uh, on the, the federal CTO for Cohesity came from the GSA, and he said we're making progress as an industry on this. Uh, Dave, you mentioned you know a whole lot of stats here. I mean, year over year, Q1 Amazon was up 49 percent revenue growth. So you know, you always hear in the news, it's like, oh, well, market share is shifting. Amazon's still growing at such a phenomenal pace. And in the GovCloud, uh, it, it, one of the things I thought was kind of interesting that gets overlooked is the GovCloud is about five years. It, it's actually, no, it started, launched in August of 2011. Uh, so it's coming up on seven years. It's actually based out on the West Coast. They have, uh, you know, GovCloud US East is coming later this year. And we talked in the, the VMware interview that we did today about why some of the lagging, you need to go through the certification. You need to make sure there's extra security levels because there's not only GovCloud, then they've got the secret region and the top secret region. So special things that we need to make sure that you're FedRAMP compliant and all of these things. And, you know, Amazon is hitting it hard and, and, and definitely yeah. winning. And in they the have space. a competitive advantage. I mean, they're running the table literally because nobody else has secret cloud, right? So Amazon, Google, others, they don't have what the spec requires on these certain, these big agencies like the DOD. So, you know, it's not a sole source deal. And we saw the press that President Trump had dinner with Safra Katz, CEO of Oracle, and that Amazon, you know, people are crying foul. Make it a multi-cloud, multi-vendor, kind of be fair, you know, fairness. Uh, Amazon's not asking for sole source. They're just saying, we're, we're responding to the bid. And we're the only ones that actually can do it. Um, you know, John Wood for the CEO of Telos said it, 
best on the cube today because like, Amazon is well down the road, five years advantage over any cloud. Five years, he said. Yeah, well, there, but this there, is there's, real... there's no compression algorithm for experience, right? <laughs> right, right. But this is a real conundrum for the, the buyers, the government buyers, the citizens, and, and the vendors. So typically, you know, let's face it, technology, IBM, HPE, Oracle, Dell, they can all pretty much do the same thing if yep. they have to. Granted, they got software, Cisco, whatever. They got their different spaces, but head to head, they all pretty much can do what the what the RFP requires. But what you just pointed out, John, is Amazon's the only one that can do a lot of this stuff. And so when they say, okay, let's make it fair, what they're really saying is let's revert back to the mean. Yeah. And is that the right thing for the citizens? I mean, that's the kind of question that's on the table now. As a citizen, do you want the government pushing the envelope going leading edge. CrowdStrike. Why right. go backwards? Right. But that's essentially what the old guard is saying. Come back to us. Make it fair. I mean, is, is that fair. unfair? You're, you're too successful. Let your let the competition catch up so it could be fair. No, they got to match up the value proposition. And that fundamentally is going to put the feet to the fire of the government. And it's going to be a real critical tell sign on how well real, how much teeth to the mission that the government modernization plan is. If they have, if, if that mission of be modernizing government has teeth, they will stay in the course. Now, if they have to wait to catch up, that's great. Now, I can already hear it on Twitter. John, you don't really know what you're talking about with Microsoft's and they're right there. Okay, you can say you're doing cloud, but as they teach you in business school, there's diseconomies of scale to try to match a trajectory of an experienced cloud vendor. Stu, you just mentioned that. Let's explore that. If I want to match Amazon's years of experience, I can say I'm up there with all these services, but you can't just match that overnight. There's diseconomies of scale, reverse proxies, just technical debt, all kinds of stuff. So Microsoft, although looking good on paper, is under serious pressure, and those diseconomies of scales creates more risk. That more risk is more downtime. They just saw 11 hours of downtime on Microsoft Azure in Europe. 11 hours. Well, 11 the, hours. The, that's the like, behind, that's the, massive. It's not like, oh, you know, something just happened. Here's the behind-the-scenes narrative that you hear from certain factions is, hey, we hire people, let's say I'm talking about Microsoft, we hire people out of Amazon too, we know where they're at, we think they've, we've, we've narrowed that lead down to six months, you and I have both heard that. When you talk to other people on the other side of the table, it's like, no way. Yeah. There's no way. We're moving faster. In fact, our lead is extended. So the proof is in the pudding, you know, and, 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 and the results about, that you see in the marketplace. Well, it, and just to build on that, the customers, Amazon has the customers. You, you've talked to anybody that's in these agencies, you know, like any industry, they're all moving around. Not only the federal, but, you know, I had a great interview with Nutanix this morning. He said, this was the best collection of state and local government that I ever had. It's like I got to meet all my customers in person last year when they came here. So the, the Fed kind of sets the bar and then state local education they all learn there so as you said john Teresa and her team have really built a flywheel of customers and those customers they understand the products they're going deeper yeah. on that but look look yeah. microsoft ha- has success where it has a software state i mean clearly and, and there are a lot of microsoft customers in the government and they're going to do very well there but it's really different we're talking about the the inventor essentially of infrastructure as a service in public cloud and Amazon yeah. with a clean sheet of paper and it, I mean Microsoft and Google and others they have to catch up so really if you look at no them question. let's compare and contrast Amazon first mover they did the heavy lifting up front they win the CIA deal a couple three four years ago now they're going to win the DOD deal and more so they've got the, the boilerplate and they got scale economies of scale Microsoft's got to catch up so they got diseconomies of scale Google 
is kind of backing out. We heard some Google employees revolting because they don't want to work on the, the, these um, AI projects for drones or whatnot. But Google's approach is, core, is not trying to match Amazon speed for feed, speed for uh, speed for speed. They're seeing what they have leverage. Their Android, their security, data, the data. So Google's staying much more pragmatic, and they're humble. They're saying, "Look, we're not trying to match Amazon, but we're going to have a badass cloud from a Google perspective." Right. Microsoft hasn't yet said that. They're just trying to level up. I think if Microsoft takes that approach, they will do well. Well, you got to give Microsoft a lot of credit, obviously, for the you know, transformation that's occurred. But again, it's still tied to the to the company's software estate, in my, in my view, anyway. All right, Stu, what's your impression? What's your take? Yeah, so, so John, like every Amazon show I've been to, I, I, I'm impressed. It, it, I set a high bar. We go to a lot of shows, and you know, not only are there more people here, but the quality of people, the energy, the passion, uh, the discussion of innovation and change is, is just super impressive. You and I cover cloud native pretty deep. We go to all the shows, obviously the Linux Foundation and Amazon uh, reinvent and others. Does the public sector have that vibe, in your opinion? Oh, what's your sense of yeah, it? Yeah, no, I, I've already had a couple of conversations about Kubernetes and Lambda. Uh, you know, more serverless conversation at this show than almost any show I go to, other than probably KubeCon or the Serverless Conf. Uh, so, uh, no, advanced users. Uh, these are not the ones. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, it's like, oh, I'm checking what this is. No, no, no. They're 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 in. They're deep. They're using. Yeah, and they had. I noticed also uh, near the press room, they had this uh, the certification stickers. Now levels of certifications. Uh, just so they're they're just moving the ball down the field with Amazon. Dave, I want to go to you and ask you what your impression is. Obviously, um, you know we've done shows like HPE reinvent, which we didn't do this year. That's got going down its own path. We got um, uh, other HP shows. Discovery, you mean? H- what did I say? I said reinvent. Okay, every <laughs> <laughs> the, the two ends of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's a company trying to transform. What's your take on this show, uh, public sector? What's your view? Well, I mean, first of all, I mean it's packed. And the ecosystem here is really robust. I mean, you see the consultancies, you see every technology vendor. Uh, I mean, it's 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 quite amazing. They got to figure out the logistics, right? The, I've never seen a line so long. The line to get into a registration was longer than Disney lines this morning. I mean, really, it was amazing. And uh, it's a Disneyland for uh, public sector. It here. really is. I mean, and and people are excited here. They're. Ex- I think you were touching upon it before. They they sort of been been hit with this bureaucratic, you know, cemented infrastructure. And now it's like they're they're taking the gloves off and they're really excited. Well, still, Dave, I got to say, you know, I'm not a big uh, federal person over the years of my career. But, you know, my general impression over the past couple of years digging in here is that most people in the agency want to do a good job. So I've I saw that last year. It's like these are real innovators. And finally, they can break away. Right. And do some real good. Not do shadow IT. Do it legit with the cloud. (laughs) So good stuff. All right. Well, guys, thanks for commentating, Stu. Yeah, so let, let me bring it on home. So I just want to say uh, this it goes up in a podcast. If you go to your favorite podcast player uh, and look for The Cube Insights, you'll find this as well as the, the key analysis from our team from all of the shows. Of course, as always, go to thecube.net to get all the research. If you want the exclusive, more detail on Teresa Carlson, go, you know, just search John Furrier and Forbes and, and you'll find that article. So uh, this is the end of day one of two days live coverage Cube. from .net. AWS public sector of course the cube.net uh come find us we've got stickers uh if you're at the show so for dave Vellante, john furrier i'm Stu miniman and as always thanks so much for watching the cube <laughs>